the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Love First Christian Center. Portions of this hour have been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Up next is Fresh Wind Radio, sponsored by Love First Christian Center. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. And oftentimes people may talk about you because, see, you may associate with people. Now, here's the key thing. If you are going after loss, <laughs> make sure you are more saved than they are lost. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to slow down, okay? Make sure you are more saved than they are lost. Because, see, if they're more lost than you're saved, you might get lost with them. We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousin. God is doing something Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Good morning, family. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Let's pray, let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. For you are the way maker. You are the air giver. You are an ever-present help in a time of trouble. Lord, I thank you today that we walk by faith and not by sight. Father God, I thank you today that we will not be discouraged or dismayed by what we see. For Father God, we know that this too shall pass. For Lord, your word says weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning time. Father God, I thank you today for the joy of the Lord is my strength. Lord, I thank you today that you are my all in all. You are the great I am. Father God, you're the lily of the valley. You are the bright morning star. You are the lion of the tribe of the you. Lord, I thank you today you're my alpha and my omega. So Father God, I give it to you. Lord, your word says you give me beauty for ashes. So, Father God, I thank you today for what you're doing in our midst. Lord, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Let me know where you're watching from. Praise God. This morning, this morning, let me know. Let me know where you're streaming from. I know you're streaming from all over. The world, let me know where you're streaming from. God bless you. Some of you want to start a watch party right now. Praise God. Share with your friends. To God be the glory. Get your pen and pads ready for right now on Time Word. Get your pen and pads ready. Praise God. Some of you got your big screen set up. Some of you rolling over in the bed. Get your butt up. To God be the glory. And let's get a word from the Lord. All right. Get your Bibles. This is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be, I can do what it says I can do. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I believe that my life will never be the same after hearing and doing 
the living word of God in Jesus' name. Today, as we delve into part four of my series, What Now? We have to go after the loss. About 18 years ago, when football was done with me, I was not done with football, but they were done with me. The NFL, for some, means National Football League, but for Jomo, it means not for long. But to God be the glory. God had a better plan. Well, after that, I, was, uh, I got a job as a substitute teacher. And uh, it seems like former athletes are either bouncers or substitute teachers, but I'm going to leave that alone. To God be the glory. But anyway, I'm sitting there as a substitute teacher at Meadowbrook Middle School. And I was in a class called Varying Exceptionalities. Now, Joma, what's varying exceptionalities? That's exactly what I said, varying exceptionalities. And I'm in a class, and in this particular class, the resource officers stayed in there. And uh, the particular teacher, she was always out because the kids were kind of rough. But anyway, uh, they put me in this class, to God be the glory. And uh, it was interesting, to say the least. So I sat in that class for a couple of days, and uh, the principal says, Joma, we have a position for a permanent substitute. Would you consider it? I said, well, uh, I don't have any better options. I said, yes. Then she says, Jomo, you have two options. You can go upstairs and go to the history class, or you can stay in this class with varying exceptionalities. And my flesh wanted to go upstairs to the easier class. But God says, Jomo, what, what did you come here for? He says, I believe that you are here to make a difference. And in this classroom, there's a, you can make a bigger difference than going upstairs. And I felt God say, Jomo, stay right, right here in the midst of the fire. See, the reality is, believers, God says we are here to go after the lost and not the found. Get out of your comfort zone. Whose life can you impact? Whose life can you change? It's not just about sitting and being comfortable. It's all about making a difference. Jesus said in Luke 10 and 2, and he was saying to them, the harvest is plentiful. There's many people who need to hear the word. There's many people who need help. There's many lost people. He says, but the laborers are few. He says, pray that the Lord of the harvest sends more laborers. Today we'll be teaching from Luke chapter 15. Today we'll be teaching from Luke chapter 15. There's three particular stories in here that you're going to Talk, talk about three particular stories. Uh, we start first off with the lost sheep. It says this in verse 1. Now all the tax collectors and sinners, including some of the non-observant Jews, were coming near Jesus to listen to him. Verse 2. Both the Pharisees and the scribes were muttering and complaining, saying, this man accepts and welcomes sinners and eats with them. Now let me help you. It does not matter what you do in life. Some will, some won't. So what? Jesus is doing a good thing and they are muttering and complaining. You better understand, you better divorce yourself from the opinion of people because people are always going to have something to say and Jesus himself living right, doing right, trying to help people, they got the audacity to talk about them. So if they're going to talk about Jesus, rest assured, they're going to talk about you. And the reality is, Jesus didn't come for the found, come for the found. He came for the lost. And oftentimes, people may talk about you because, see, you may associate with people. Now, here's the key thing. If you are going after the lost, 
make sure you are more saved than they are lost. <laughs> I'm going to slow down. Okay. Make sure you are more saved than they're lost. Because, see, if they're more lost than you're saved, you might get lost with them. Make sure you know what you know. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I had a friend of mine say it this way. This is uh, an urban way to say it. Uh, they may get you drunk before you get them saved. Meaning, be careful if you have a proclivity or an issue. Don't, don't think you're going to save somebody if you have an alcohol problem going to clubs. I'm going to save the alcoholics. And you are. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Make sure you're more saved than they are lost. So Jesus is saying, okay, you're complaining that I'm trying to help the lost. And the challenge is, believers, you're going to have people in your life questioning why you do what you do. You know what's funny to me? We've getting a lot of uh, people interview me for things the church does. So why do you feed people? Who pays for that? I said, we do. So why do you do it? And it's amazing to me that people just cannot understand that we are free will givers. It has to be some angle. There has to be some. No, no, no. This, what we want to do is be the reflection of Christ in the earth. The first miracle happened at the wedding of Cana. Then if you study the word, the Bible says, uh, Jesus says, let's feed the people. Breakthroughs happens when people are being fed. You can't, they cannot hear the word if they're still hungry. So one of the things we try to do as a ministry is to try to do a lot of outreach. Ooh, glory to God. Look at this, say, neighbor, they're going to talk about you. Whether you do right or do wrong, they're going to talk about you. Verse 3, so he told them this parable. What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep, loses one of them, does not leave the 99 and go after the lost one? The gist of it is, first off, you notice he says, what man? So now he's going to talk about men. As we go further, he's going to talk about women, and he's going to talk about young people. So he says, what man? Now, the reason why Jesus always connects with people is he talks to them on their level. See, he talks to men about their business. He said, listen, if you lost some of your business, are you going to go get it? Well, most of us say, yes, I'm going to go get it because, see, that's valuable to me. If I have 99 that is secure, I'm going to go after the lost one. So it's amazing to me how sometimes we get confused when we're so comfortable taking care of what's already there versus going after the lost one. Verse 5, and when he found it, he lays it on his shoulder and rejoices. Verse 6, you've been listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Riverview, Florida. Hello, family. I'm so excited to come here today and discuss all the amazing things that God is growing. My latest book, Prayer Life, The Conversation, has officially launched, and I can't wait for you to get it in your hands. In this book, I share my journey on the power of prayer. I talk about how I became known as the prayer guy. I speak on the 18 reasons for unanswered prayer. Ten conditions for answered prayer. Five benefits of daily prayer. Hannah's five keys to her prayer success. Hezekiah's seven-step prayer model. 
and the sevenfold ways to pray to get answers. Throughout this book, I even do a daily journal to where you can log your conversation with God. Get this book in your hands. You can get it from Amazon.com or JomoCousins.com. Again, JomoCousins.com. Get your book today. Give someone the gift of prayer. God bless you. It's Pastor Jomo. Hey, did you know you can join Dr. Jomo Cousins each weekday morning for 20 minutes of prayer to start your day? That's right. Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern, Dr. Jomo hosts a prayer conference call. It's a great way to begin your day in communication with the Father. The number to call in is 712-432-0075. Again, the number is 712-432-0075. You simply enter the access code 101-804. Again, the access code is 101-804. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over, please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. And now, let's get back to the Word. And when he found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. Verse 6, and when he gets home, he calls together all his friends and neighbors, saying to them, this sheep was lost, but now he's found. Verse 7 says, I tell you, in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 who need not repentance. Now, this is something I really want to touch on. Jesus says there is more of a celebration over one saved soul than 99 comfortable Christians. I'm going to say that again. Jesus gets more glory out of one lost person being turned around than 99 sitting back saying, So if Jesus is saying, this is what gives me glory, this is what I celebrate, where would you spend your time? It makes sense that I would spend 99% of my time going after the loss. And those are found, you're found. Nothing worse than a comfortable Christian complaining about stuff. You say, the focus is on the loss. You saved. You got your ticket. You're going to heaven. You good. We should focus on the loss. But most of the chatter and complaint comes from those who are saved. Now, you may not like what I said, but I don't care. Hallelujah. Our goal is to do what Christ said. Go after the lost so that one day God can say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter to the joy of the Lord. It's one thing, brothers and sisters, to have programs and ministry, and that's a wonderful thing, and we have to grow, and we have to become better, and we have to learn. But the one thing we cannot do is forget about the lost. God asked 
Cain, where's your brother? And Cain says, am I my brother's keeper? God wanted her to say, yes, you are. If you have a family member who doesn't know Christ, have you talked to him about it? If you have a loved one who doesn't know, if you have a friend who doesn't know, I'm not saying to beat them with the Bible. Some of y'all take it a little bit too far, praise the Lord. What I'm saying is live a life that you don't have to talk about God, but they see the God in you. You, you, you don't have to say anything. They see something different in you. More is caught than taught. They see how you respond. They see how you act. Your walk speaks louder than your words. Who are we focusing on? The lost or the found? People are saying, Pastor, all these people on the streets. I say, yeah, where are you at? The lost. Not all, but where can I make a difference? Where can I make an impact? All right. So now he goes into verse 8. He says, and what woman? Notice, first off, he talked to the man. Now he talks to the woman. He speaks in a context that may be relatable to the woman. He says, she has 10 silver coins, a day's wages. If she loses one of them, would she not turn on the light, sweep the whole house up, trying to find that one, again, connecting it? And it says, and when she finds the one, does she not celebrate? Now, look what says here, now. This is so good. In the same way I tell you, there is joy in the presence of angels of God over one sinner. Okay, so what brings angels joy? One sinner. What stops heaven? One sinner. So if you want to shift the atmosphere of heaven, you get one person to change their mind and heaven stops and they have a celebration every time one person changes their mind for Christ. Believers, that should be the greatest goal of your life. Can I just get one person to change their mind? Can I get one person to see the God in me that they want to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? in your life, it's in your walk. What must I do to be saved? My God, my God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says this. Hallelujah. Verse 11. Now we transition to the prodigal. Notice he first dealt with the man and the lost sheep. Then he dealt with the woman and the lost coin. And now he's going to talk about these two boys. Verse 11 says, he said this, a certain man had two young sons. The younger of them inappropriately said to his father, father, give me my inheritance now. Let me leave and do what I got to do. Now, obviously this is out of order. Uh, the, the tradition is after the father passed away, the inheritance is given. But if it's given early, it's the father's decision and not the son. This was the younger son, so he would get a third of the inheritance. Obviously, this was pride and arrogance, but we already know the Bible says pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before the fall. Verse 13, a few days later, <laughs> the younger son gathered together everything that he had, and he traveled 
to a distant country, and there he wasted his fortune in reckless and immoral living. Hallelujah. It says this, verse 14, now when he has spent everything, a serious famine occurred in the country. Let me give you some wisdom right here. We will always squander what we're not equipped to handle. You will always squander what you're not equipped to handle. The Bible actually says an inheritance given too soon is actually a curse. You're not ready for it. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody in here. But right there on the TV screen, uh, put a why if you lost some money before. Put a why, put a why. Pray. That should be wise all the way down the screen to God. Uh, pray, 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 uh, if you've ever got in one of them investments where they say, if you get two more people, all you got to get is two people to God be the glory. And if your two people get two people, and your two people get two people, then the new one is, it's the circle of love. And if you put in a certain money, in about 11 weeks, it's going to quadruple. Problem is, week number 10, somebody disappear. <laughs> Been there, done that, got the hat and the tat. Praise the Lord. We will always squander what we're not equipped to handle. Nextly, he spent everything he had, tells us his level of maturity. He saved nothing. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but you need to have some savings. And a famine, number three, quick, a famine reveals who are savers. All a famine does is reveal your budget. Because those who saved are getting tremendous deals because they were ready for it. Now, let me help you. If your money is funny and your change is strange right now, write it down, do a new list. There was a season of my life mm -hmm, where my money was funny and my change was strange, and it happened three times. And the third time I said, you know what? Let me write down some things I'll never do again in life. Hallelujah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When you really get your money funny, you say, saying, how am I here? I got a job. I've made money, but yet I'm broke. And then you realize it's not the job or the famine. It's yo. And I created Cousins Family Rules. Now, whatever your name is. And I wrote down some things that, and things that we'll never do again and where we'll never be again. And we've never seen that place again. Now it took sacrifice. But a famine just reveals who was ready. Verse 15. It's tight, but right. Verse 15. So he went and forced himself on one of the citizens of the country. That means he begged for a job. Who sent him into the fields to work with pigs. Understand pigs are nasty, dirty animals. And to him being a Jew, he, that's the last I'm not supposed to touch pigs. I'm not supposed to come near pigs. This is, not, this is not who I am. And when I tell you this, believers, when you get out of the will of God, you will drop to levels you've never been before. You will wake up in places you should have never been. You know you better than what you're doing. But what happens when you lose your way? You look around and say, I can't. Y'all know some, I shouldn't say this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There's some people 
who are below your level that you got booed up with. And you know God called you higher than that. And you sometimes have to check yourself and say, how did I get here? Let me talk about me because, see, I see right now some of y'all get a little sensitive. <laughs> I had to ask myself the question, how do I keep ending up in the same spot? Why do you keep, why do you have a proclivity to draw broke people to you? Why do you seem to draw in people who have abusive tendencies? It may not be them. You've been listening to Fresh Wind with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida. If you've been blessed by the word today, you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com. All of us at Fresh Wind want to thank you for listening and for your continued support to this radio ministry. If you'd like to support Fresh Wind Radio, you can do so by visiting our website at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the donate tab. Thanks again for supporting. We'll see you next time on Fresh Wind Radio.